And one of my friends who serves with me on the Independence Missouri Police Department, uh, he just uh, stepped down. Uh, he has a tremendous amount of commitments with his own ministry. Uh, but he served with me on the Independence Missouri Police Department as a chaplain. Uh, one of my friends uh, just came to my mind, and he's going to be our speaker this morning. Uh, he joined the United States Air Force in 1981 and had a 21-year distinguished career. Uh, he came in as a lieutenant and moved up the ranks uh, from first, second lieutenant to first lieutenant to captain to major to lieutenant colonel. In his 21 years of distinguished military service, he has been stationed, for those of you that have been in the military, all over the United States of America and all over the world. He has been in Bosnia, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, throughout the Middle East. In fact, on 9-11, he was uh, in service in, I believe it's Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. He has served two combat tours in two combat zones in Bosnia. I believe it was Operation, um, let's see here, Joint Guard and Joint Endeavor in Bosnia. Uh, I can tell you today that he is a great patriot, but I can also tell you that he is a man of God. Now, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me this morning. He is not assemblies of God, and the Holy Spirit says when it comes to the things of God, there are no denominations. <laughs> How many know that's true? <laughs> and uh, he is a great man of faith. Uh, the Lord spoke to his heart a year or so ago, and he's planted a church here in Kansas City area, and God has begun to let that flourish. And I'm telling you, we are extremely honored and blessed to have my friend and our guest speaker here to speak to us this morning. Would you please give a warm Crown Point welcome to Colonel Michael Hartsheim. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Pastor Newby, Pastor Young, wherever he disappeared to, uh, fellow veterans, active, retired, reserve guard, family, and friends, thank you for having me here with you this day. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to share with you some thoughts about the reason for the hope that lay within me, some thoughts about what it means to serve in our nation as a member of the United States military. And then I want to share some practical things that each and every one of you can do to make a difference in the world around us. So uh, let me begin by uh, sharing some of the uh, fun things I've got to do in the military. As uh, Barry mentioned, I began, or one of my early careers was in uh, Turkey. And while I was assigned to Turkey, I got to know the Turkish people and the Turkish culture, enjoyed that very much, and I learned about their history. And I learned that Turkey, the Turkish people had a, a wise man called a hoja. And there were many hojas throughout the history of Turkey, but the most famous hoja was the hoja Nezredim. And one of the stories told about the Hoja Nezredim was on, uh, it took place in one of the small villages around Turkey. And in Turkey, like many places in America as well, in the small towns, you have your local gathering place, you know, where all the guys get together and they chat and talk. And as things often happen when they get together, topic seems to turn to politics or religion, and you get into a debate and an argument. 
Well, at this uh, chai house where the men were gathering, uh, they began to debate about uh, the proper way to handle a good Muslim funeral. And they debated, well, at a funeral procession, and then they walked through the streets with the casket. They were debating, well, does a good Muslim walk on the right side of the casket, or do they walk on the left side of the casket? Well, it seems that the room was divided about equally between both sides, and they just could not come to a resolution to this issue. It was very important to know which was the correct side of the casket for a good Muslim to walk during the funeral procession. And then they happened to notice the whole Genesredim. He was walking by the chai house. And they said, aha, I know what we will do. We will ask the Hoja. He is the wisest man in all of Turkey. He will certainly know the answer to our question. So they all ran outside and grabbed the Hoja. And they said, Hoja, you are the wisest man in the world. Please answer our question for us. In a funeral procession, where is the appropriate place for a good Muslim to walk? On the right side of the casket or the left side of the casket? Uh, the Hoja thought for a moment, looked at the men and said, Oh, it doesn't matter whether you walk on the right side or the left side, just so long as you're not on the inside. <laughs> there are a lot of people, unfortunately, in the world around us who are dead, but they don't know it. Uh, they're unfortunately inside a casket, often of their own making. Uh, it's, it's that difficult thing of, of having life that, that just doesn't seem to matter or go anywhere or mean anything to them. They just exist, kind of walking dead. The good news for all of us is that God loves us in spite of our choices to rebel and go in ways that are contrary. John tells us God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that we might have life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And that life Jesus offers us isn't just some pine sky time off in the future. It doesn't happen just when we die. It begins right now. The scriptures say he who believes has eternal life. God gives us his Holy Spirit. His Spirit lives within us and dwells within us. God's Spirit empowers us and changes us and gives us the opportunity to experience this abundant life right now. You know, it's kind of like winning the lottery. Anyone here ever wish they won the lottery? You know, imagine what you could do with $100 million or $200 million. Absolutely amazing. And the interesting thing is, you know, in many ways, we have won the lottery. Only we haven't had to buy the ticket. It's a gift. It's given to us. That's God's grace and God's mercy. But just like getting, winning the lottery, if you won that lottery, and you stood up in front of the crowd, and you said, thank you, and you received that check, and all the money was deposited in your checking account, but you never once spent a single penny not going to make a difference in your life whatsoever. Unless you make use of the gifts given to you, it doesn't change you, and it doesn't change your lives. God wants to change us. He invites us. He's given us this gift. We don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. It's not ours by right. It's a gift freely given. And he says, now take that gift 
and let it transform your life. Let my Holy Spirit work within you and make you new today and every day. And if you open yourself up to that, as Pastor Newby said, lift your hands up, receive from God what God has to give you. God can change you and God can make you new and God can transform your life. And it's like you won the lottery. Jesus uh, told his disciples on the night before he was betrayed in that upper room, he said to them, you know, there's no greater love that a man can have than to lay down his life for another. That's what Jesus has done for us. And because of his gift, we have life and life in abundance and life in fullness. And I think about that sacrifice. I'm also compelled then to think about the sacrifice of another group of folks who risk their lives for us. Can you play that video, please? someone who risks their life to defend your freedom? How do you remember the thousands who gave their lives fighting for our independence? Whose blood was spilled in foreign lands? Kids who had their whole lives in front of them. How do you pay tribute to the soldiers who defend us today? Maybe we start by just saying thanks. Today we celebrate and honor those brave men and women for their service to this great country that we call America. Today we take time to thank those who have sacrificed so much. When Jesus bids us to follow him, he bids us to lay down our lives, to sacrifice ourselves, so they might live for him and live for the good of God's work and God's kingdom. When someone joins the military, as Pastor Newby and Pastor Young have alluded to, uh, you sacrifice a lot. In fact, you give up any sort of control or freedom of your own life. Uh, When you join the military, you're on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you never know what's going to happen or when suddenly you can be called and sent someplace you had never thought about or dreamt about going. It's a great sacrifice that military members have to make. Military members sacrifice so many events with their families, so many times. I think my wife and I were married for five years before I was actually home on our anniversary. (laughs) Uh, I I would miss birthdays. I would miss holidays. Uh, Those are sacrifices that military members have to be willing to make. You miss school events and things you really want to go to and celebrate with your children. Milestones that your children uh, in their lives... And you can't be there because Uncle Sam had a greater need and called you to serve somewhere else in another way. That's an honor and a privilege to do so, but it's also something that is not easy to do. 
It's hard to not be there when your family needs you. It's hard not to be there to celebrate those significant and important events in their lives. It's hard sometimes because we have to put our children and our families through frequent moves. It's not easy on them, and it's hard to watch them struggle as they face these difficulties as well. But there are things that you can do about that. There's things that you are doing now. You're having this real hero's day. You're, you're, you're taking time to recognize the service of those men and women, the sacrifices that they make. I want to show, share with you another thing that you can do as you think about it, that you can do not just here like you are doing today, but you can do in the mall, at the airport, as you're walking through the park, strolling around, as you travel around the country, this is something you can do to say thank you to our men and women of uniform. Next video, please. The next time you see someone in uniform, wherever you happen to be, now you know there's something simple you can do. As you just walk by, as you notice them sitting there, you say, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the service to our nation. Thank you for the sacrifices you make so that I might enjoy this freedom that we have in this country we call America. It doesn't matter whether or not you agree with the war that we're in. It doesn't matter whether or not you support our national policies. Military just follow orders. Military don't desire war. It's the last thing military wants. The last thing a military member wants to do is put their lives in harm's way or their family in harm's way. They merely do what they're told to do in order to follow the directions of our country and keep us free. So regardless of what you think about the national policies, remember and honor those who sacrifice deeply for our country. Say thank you to them as you see them. Thank you for your service. I want to conclude with, with one final thought. You know, I, I couldn't have spent more than 20 years on active duty in the military and about another, uh, I don't remember what it was, six, eight months in the reserves before I went on active duty, uh, without having the great support of my family. Uh, I couldn't serve in the military without knowing that my wife 
stood behind me, was willing to make sacrifices as well. Because we moved so frequently, she had to give up her career in order to follow me around the world. Because of my service in the military, my children had to make sacrifices. They had to leave friends and family behind. So for them, it is also something important. A sacrifice they make, and I couldn't do it without their love and without their support, without their willingness to sacrifice. And I am so thankful for them. So I'd like to ask it at this point, if there are any uh, spouses of active duty members, would you stand? Any spouses of retirees? Any family members of active duty, retired, reserve, guard? Oh, we've got a few here. It's hard to see with the lights on in here. But I want to thank you for your service as well. In a few moments, we're going to thank the military for their service. But I want you to hear in the thanks that are given to them that thanks is also being given to you. And that's something else that you can do. That's the other thing you can do to help. If you know any family members, spouses, especially of those who are deployed, take care of them. Help them out. Watch out for them. Look out for their needs and their interests. Because I, when I was active duty, and deployed especially in harm's way, it allowed me to do my job with much greater ease if I knew my family was safe and secure, cared for and loved. So you can do that. So as you see military, say thank you. Remember to honor and care for their families as well. But above all, give thanks to the God who fills us with his love, empowers us to live our lives with meaning and purpose. And then use the gifts God has given you, whatever it might be. Receive from God that gift of life and live it to the fullest. Thank you.